You're listening to the Punisher Waterfowls, the Union 0430 podcast. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to the Union 0430. This is episode, I think, 135. I've been gone for a couple weeks, and Dave has been doing some solo stuff. So I'm calling this episode 135. But the title, once Dave uploads it to uh, to the interweb, uh, it may be something different. So we're calling it 135. It's just Ryan and I right now. Dave should be coming on, joining us. But uh, it is dark cloud, so we don't know what's going to happen um, if he'll actually make it. So Mark is in Newfoundland helping out his parents with some work. And there's probably no trees left on the island of Newfoundland now because He's been going crazy and sending us all kinds of pictures and Philly is uh, patrolling the streets of Toronto, um, keeping us safe. So um, Ryan's down in Nova Scotia. I'm here in Ontario and um, this is it. So Ryan, buddy, just you and I, a couple East coast fellas. Um, I want it. I wish, you know, what would have been awesome is if you join, if you were on that, podcast with me with the boys from uh they call themselves waterfowl east and i don't like it and i told them i don't like it because i loved east coast waterfowl mafia i think that was the best name ever um but they called themselves waterfowl east but i had a i had a blast on with those guys and uh, i wish you could have wished you could have joined on with us and uh we could add some laughs and and would have been right in your wheelhouse on on topics with with dogs and hunting and all that stuff but um either way here we are i wanted to we got a couple things that i wanted to touch on because i've been away and dave's done a couple shows so he'd done a show with uh sean weaver who many of you will know uh used to work for first light um he had the show uh duck lore um, which was a fantastic show that mm. was was showing up on. So he showed up. He's now working for Lucky Duck. He's in the marketing department of Lucky Duck. Um, so he done a show with Dave just before he headed to NWTF. I wanted to talk about the NWTF a little bit. Um, Dave just dropped his episode with him and past guest Anthony Smith from American Waterfowl Systems. Um, where Dave interviewed Anthony and his son, Caleb, on the uh, the judging. And I didn't realize, like, do you follow that NWTF, like the duck call competition and the goose call competition? Like, do you follow any of that at all, Ryan? Not the W, uh, not the NWTF, but I mean... I'll like, I'll watch the worlds online and stuff like right. that and stuff every year and stuff like that. So yeah. this NWTF, <clears throat> like this, this duck call competition it's insane dude like the categories and and like there's decorative and then there's like hunting and and so i gotta share this screen is it is it call making or is it yeah like yeah it's call making call or i gotta strictly call making okay i gotta show you this hold on where oh this uh so look at this. Can you see this? Can you see my screen, Ryan? Yeah, yeah I got so it. So I'm looking at it, and our yeah. good buddy, Rusty Heron, Heron yeah, Game man. Calls, finished second, dude. Oh, yeah, so hunting, hunting duck and goose call competition, category 10, working short read Canada goose call. And uh, he, yeah, he's placed second. So, and I didn't nice. know it, but like, as I'm Four as I'm checking, yeah, but like look at yeah. um yeah, so look at this 2018 first place for in category 10, first place in category 12. That was in 2018, man. Like what's second, the category number mean? Is that just I, I don't know. I th- I think it okay. I think it got to do with uh uh shit, what were they saying? I think it got to do with uh you know what? No, I don't know. So hmm. something, maybe we'll have to get Rusty on. Maybe when yeah. Dave, if Dave comes on, Dave can tell us. Cause I know he was talking to the boys, but anyways, like looking at it and, and as I'm flicking through and I knew Rusty had put 
he had put some calls in, but I didn't know how he had done. So that was division four. So -hmm. category 10 and then category 11, the working Sandhill crane swan or Canada goose call. He finished second in that too, man. So good for old rusty. Yeah. So that's awesome. Yeah, that is awesome. So I I thought it was, I I thought it was pretty making a crane call. Right. Yeah. I'm going to have to pick one of those up for a West. So, and I think he does, I'm pretty sure Rusty does a spec call too. Um, oh, really? Eh? Yeah. I'm pretty sure. <laughs> I think last year he came out with a spec call and, and it was, I think it was pretty popular. So, you know, knowing Rusty, um, yeah. he, he beat it to death before he was happy with it. So, but anyways, I, after Dave had done that episode and, and I had watched it with the boys, with Anthony and, and Caleb Smith, I said, man, like I, I don't pay a lot of attention to the NWTF, right. Um, mm. For no other reason than I just, I don't know. I just, I guess I just don't, I just, I just didn't have the time to, to look at it or anything, but then I got to thinking like I knew Rusty had put in something. And I remember a bunch of years, uh, Chance Rieger from uh, Moon Pie he had put some in down there too. And he won a bunch of awards a bunch of years ago as well. So, you know, doing some, you know, some of our uh, Canadian friends are, are doing quite well down there. Anyways, I thought it was pretty cool to give a shout out to Rusty. And um, for anybody that's wondering those two calls, if you go on the NWTF, those two calls are up for auction. So, um, and I'm, I'm fairly certain that the way it works is, the winning so all the money that's captured on these auctions it it's mm-hmm. it all goes right into the nwtf so you know um they were talking on on the show uh when anthony and caleb smith were on with dave like they were saying like something like 1400 calls like that's all divisions right so that's turkey goose yeah. crane everything so 1400 calls man and if you think a hundred dollars a call. That's a that's a nice piece of scratch. That's that's getting yeah, donated. Is. So you're saying they're they're auctioning them off too, right? Yeah, yeah. So so, so, so anybody who's like listening, like mm-hmm. you go on there and you see Rusty's SRT is Shorty Goose call. Yeah, like that's a, it's a legit call. Like it looks nice. A lot of calls look nice, but his actually it sounds really good. It's got good depth. Like you know he's we we all have one of his calls i run yeah. one of his calls They're, they are legit so if you're looking for a, a a good sounding goose call as well as uh mm-hmm. what it looks like it's go put a bid in on it for sure because it's, it's legit i always i always think of you whenever i look at calls and i it's, and i'll see it <laughs> yeah, and i'll my see a call peeve. and i'm like man that's a nice looking call and then in the back of my head is your little voice well, it looks nice, but does it yeah. sound nice? And that was, exactly. and I always think about you when, when I see a call and I'm like, that's a great looking call. And I always think of you. Um, but anyways, I thought it was cool. Um, Very cool. And, and then, you know, um, for anybody that haven't listened to that uh, Anthony Smith and Caleb Smith episode, if you're into the call making uh, and even Dave got into the questions and how, how do you get into the judging of of calls and and stuff like that it was pretty cool man it was pretty cool mm. pretty cool episode and uh, a lot of information and and everybody that knows anthony smith uh is yeah. just he's such a he's such a such a nice guy too. yeah he is such, such a, a good dude chill, man nice dude. Yeah. yeah such a good dude um yeah and uh so he does a great job talking about it and his and his young fella actually his young fella even says caleb He's like, I'm a harder judge than what my dad is when it comes to call. Mm. So both of them, both of them were down. Like his son's only son's in his early twenties. Right. Oh, and nice. he's, and he's a judge at the NWTF. So that's pretty, it's pretty impressive. Uh, but he's a, he's a full-time guide, right? Like he makes his living yeah. blowing calls. So, um, so that's that. Um, so pretty cool. I wanted to show you this because, and, and I got to preface it by saying, we're getting no kickbacks on this. Um, I just happened to come across it uh, the other day surfing uh, Instagram and I had to go look it up, look it up more. But remember how we keep talking about how are how are we going to 
you know, invent new things. Mm-hmm. Well, oh. oh no, I got rid of it. Oh no. Okay, I gotta find it. All right. So it's this thing, anyways. It's called the Sidewinder, okay. and it's a, it's a decoy rig. It's an attachment to put on the bottom of your decoys, mm-hmm. and you just like take on the a keel? yeah on the keel. Okay. And okay. and you take a drill and you and you friggin' put it in and turn the drill on and it and it reels up your decoy rig. Like like re, like retracts the line. Yeah like... yeah retracts the line. Oh my god. Yeah. And, and so anyway, hey man, l- listen, I'm I just gotta, saying, gotta, I'm gonna see it before I knock it. That, oh it no no, I, I think it. I think like. Personally, I wouldn't buy it because no. I I just I throw all mine on a carabiner, throw them over my shoulder, and I and Texas off I go, style, right? Yeah. Texas rig style, right? But I know and and you know, like and you and I have got friends that are very, very picky on yes, on on how they put their stuff away. Um, so yeah, I bet you um they'd probably be interested. I'm just saying there's, there's a demographic for everything in the waterfowl game. Oh yeah. 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 There for is. sure. There it's is. true. Yeah. Okay. I think I got it. I yeah. Gotta, bring that up. Let's oh yeah. I got to bring it up. Okay. Just a second here. I just got to get to the. All right. Where am I? Zoom? Sorry, ladies and gentlemen, this is Mark. This is Mark bitch's job to do the share screen and he's yeah, cutting Mark's wood and Newfoundland. at it too. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So here it is here. So ladies and gentlemen, so anybody that's not watching, you're going to miss out on this, but I do want to yeah. show it because I think it, it will, you know, some people will like it. We can, we can chat while we watch this here. Big dramatic sky. Yeah. Yeah. Canadi life. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Change the game. Agree yep. dire dollars. All right. Now, all I can picture is me dropping the fucking drill in the drink, right? <laughs> he was drilling over the side of the boat, which I yeah. thought I was like, oh, don't drop that. But yeah. All right. I, I just want to see what. You see that? Oh my God. It's a sidewinder, man. Like, uh, okay, I could see it. I'm not going to go out and buy well, it. I personally, I'm not going to buy it either. But like I said, I know enough of my friends that are, yeah, that are. So there's there's a couple more here. Um, so the, like I was trying to describe for anybody who's like list, listening, like yeah. So just imagine like uh, a measuring tape on the side of the keel, mm-hmm. and that's your de- your decoy line. So you basically uh, it retracts and reels back in the spool when mm-hmm. you're done. So you wouldn't hang them like tax. You probably just carry like a carrying bag, right? Like a big like mesh bag or whatever. Canadi Life is the name of the company. So th- this one isn't yeah, the best quality. Yeah. Yeah. What's he got for decoys? He's got like Dakotas, I think. This sidewinder is going to help you keep your hands from getting cold and wet, as well as save you time. Can't believe he's about to drill in the side of one of Bill Will Ross decoys. Hunting and shooting ducks and less time picking up decoys. The Sidewinder comes in a fixed pack truck from a Dakota to a Cabela's Greenhead Gear Lifetime. Yeah, you're right. That that is Dakota decoys. Yeah, he's got like an old. He's got he's got a Greenhead Gear. Yeah, yeah he's got an old. They will mount to a ready kill as well as a weightless kill. This will save you time when you're out there trying to. I just. I'm gonna try and fast forward it till we get. Yeah. No, yeah. There we go. Keep in mind you'll not that big. Maintain no. a minimum of an eighth no. inch gap between the top of the sideline and the bottom of your decoy. Eighth of an inch. I've aligned my holes to the center of the kill. So now you got a nice hammer drill. Like so. so you 
So he's got to get drilled into the keel. Is that an yeah. avian X decoy there? No, that's a that's a uh, Dakota. Dakota, yes, yeah, Dakota. It's that simple. Now we have a five wander attached to our decoy. Now we're ready to add the weight. All right. So that's. Uh, I don't know, ma'am. I'm sure the will sell a ton of them. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, like. Um, yeah. Yeah. Is that anyway? Right. I seen it, and you know what? It 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 just goes. Um, and again, I I feel the same way that you do. I'm not gonna go out and buy it just because I'm a Texas rig kind of guy. I don't yeah. wind them up. Um, I like to just yeah, just throw them in. But good for that man. It's so freaking hard to come up with something new for something we've been doing for so long. Absolutely. You know? And I remember like innovation in the nineties, like nineties, early thousands, like in, mm-hmm. in like waterfowl decoys and layup lines and was just like, hope was just on like every year. It was just new yeah, groundbreaking stuff that you, you could legitimately apply right away and it would make, it just made sense. Mm-hmm. Like slot, like, I don't know, slotted bags. And That's everything. right. Like, yeah, yeah just, it was wild, but, it's just, I don't know, man. It's, it's running. Innovation is hard, hard to come by now and like legitimate innovation. Yeah. Like we've, we've talked about it on this show before. Like maybe, maybe someone can correct me, but after the spinning wing decoy, like I really don't think there's been anything that's revolutionized waterfowl like the spinning wing decoy. Right. Yeah. Like, like that, that has been the tits for the last 15 years. Easy. Yeah, I, agree. I agree. Um, So, you know, so, so you take a company like Lucky Duck, right. And, and Lucky Duck and Mojo, both of them, they're spread out, right. Like, so it's not just waterfowl during the predator hunting during the Turkey, you know, they're not just, they're not just doing it for ducks or geese. Right. Um, but can you imagine being on the, like the research and development team for Lucky Duck or Mojo and the boss every year says to you, okay, we need a new idea for next year. <laughs> like how, in the, like, how do you keep your job? Yeah. You just tweak existing designs that make them. And that's what they've done. Yeah. Like they have like waterproof ones now and they have them like, more realistic shaped wings and i don't know like um you know with a new product comes new problems like absolutely i remember i remember like i had one of the original mojos with like the little the little uh wing nut screws (laughs) just like you slide it on (laughs) yeah and you take your wing nut screw if you lost that wing nut screw you were screwed yeah or the the the, you know if it fell in the water it was gone Mm -hmm. So Lucky Duck came out and they're like, well, we're going to make these magnetic tipped. And yeah. I was like, fuck, it's so much easier. You know, just like all these little. Now, that being said, I yeah. haven't told, I haven't told Luke, Luke Cramplett, um, who is the Lucky Duck, uh, like, uh, I don't know what, like community manager. Like he, he's the dude that's on the go all year long. All that dude does is hunt and show off his gear, right? Um, mm-hmm. And I haven't mentioned it to him, but last year towards the end of the season, you know, that little magnetic piece that's in the, say the female end. Yeah. That you, So that magnetic piece has come off. So when my, so I can push it back in, mm-hmm. but if I don't set my, my lucky duck up exactly like perfect level, Mm-hmm. Uh, when the wing spins, it'll pull that magnet out and I'll lose my wing. So yeah. I gotta, I gotta fix that. I gotta, I should, I gotta let Luke know about that. Cause I'm not sure if that's a common problem that, or not, but is that uh, on, is that on the wing or is that on the actual drive shaft? That's on, that's in that little black, you know, that little black female end. There's, there's a magnet that's in the back of that. And I think yeah, all yeah, it was, yeah, but is that on the is that inside the yeah. wing or is that on the drive shaft of the motor? I think it's inside the wing. So you just get a new wing, maybe, which is I don't no, know no, no, no. Sorry, it it's it's inside. So 
there's there's the black coupler that goes on the inside and then your wing goes. So there's a magnetic piece that's on the wing and then there's a yeah. magnetic piece that's inside the body of the duck. The one that's on the inside of the body of the duck is the one that. Oh, okay, so on the drive shaft. All right, yeah. gotcha. That's the yeah. one that comes loose. So I got to let Luke, Luke know, but I know, uh, but now Sean Weaver is, uh, Sean Weaver is now working for him and Dave, Dave had him on the show uh, a couple weeks ago. Um, and now he's in the marketing too. So I messaged Sean the other day and I said, Hey man, like what's, what's happening with, with lucky duck next year, like, like coming up, you know, fall 2023, do you have anything new and exciting coming out? And he said, yeah, lots of stuff, man. He said, and I'll be on the show to talk about it. So I'm looking forward to it. Uh, mm. I didn't see it. Now I know they were down at the NWTF show, but I don't know if they showed off any of their new stuff or, or what, I don't know how, what how, usually shot show is, is the show where everybody shows up and shows off their new stuff. So I don't know yeah. if lucky duck was at shot show this year uh and if they if they showed up showed off some of their stuff or not but anyways again back to this innovation thing mm. like it's got to be hard man to try and to try and come up with something that that you got to release a piece of equipment that every duck hunter is going to go i i got to have that yeah it just it plateaus i think with everything at some point and I think we're like at the beginning of that plateau. Like look at like tires, like, like take like truck tires or car mm -hmm. tires, or whatever. Like yeah. you can only change so much about them. They're still made of rubber. There's different compounds and different mixtures. And at the end of the day, it's still round, still rubber. Like you can only go so far with it. And that's kind of where we are now. It's just like, we're just tweaking existing technology and, and, you know, details and paints and whatever and you're trying to make, you know, deployability of a spread easier mm -hmm. in certain situations. And you're just trying, I don't know, you're trying to. Yeah. You're trying to build on something that's already that, you know, yeah. something that's already working. You're just trying to make it better now. Like you, so duck calls, mm. um, like look at Bobby Hayes, where he put those spit grooves in on, mm. on his tone board, right? Like, I, I don't think anybody else is doing that. Oh, no, this has been around for a while. Oh, have they? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, okay. Like Buck, oh, sorry. Buck Gardner was one of the first ones. He had a oh, spit okay. deck. A spit okay. deck call that was like early, I don't know, early thousands, I want to say. Oh, really? So, oh, okay. Yeah. I yeah, never I ever I never ever seen it until I seen Bobby do it. So, yeah. Uh, like, I'm one of those guys who has a hard time keeping my call dry. I just, that's mm -hmm. just my, my fault. Yeah. Uh, but, but uh, yeah, so it, it is harder for some people, but. How come but, yeah. you've never gotten into the idea of making calls? Like you understand the anatomy of a call. You know how it works. You know how to tune a call properly. Like, why have you never thought about getting into making them? I don't know. And it's not that I haven't had the idea and the thought about it. Mm -hmm. Like. To, uh, maybe a little bit as silly as it sounds maybe a little bit of intimidation and yeah, like i remember course. we had when we had rusty on and he was just like just do it and i was like yeah i thought about it it's not even that expensive to start off no it's just i know from tuning duck halls like like taking like the smallest adjustment has the such such a large impact mm -hmm. and to me it just it's so i mean dave does it and yeah. I, i've I've blown some of Dave's calls and Dave for somebody who just does them out of the garage for fun. He does a pretty good job. Like, yeah, but it's just, I don't know. I should, it's probably something when I have a little more time in my hands. Like, yeah, I fair. Do. Like I'm, I'm trying to make sure I get on the podcast more consistently <laughs> first. And then if I have that yeah, much free fair. time, then I can, maybe I can do that. But no, it's, it's something I've thought about, but I just haven't had the time or really, um, I don't know. I need to just maybe try something new and get my head out of the, out of the sand and, and go down that path maybe well you know you do have to have the time in order like if you're gonna do it you're gonna do it right like you're not gonna yeah man speaking of like speaking of like hobbies like i i loved this year i loved watching our buddy brandon veerman like carve his own carve and paint his own decoys yeah, out, of like, out of the blue 
Yeah. And like he did such a good job. He and did. It was so cool. He did really like for somebody who just like woke up one day, I was like, I'm gonna try this. Mm-hmm. He, he knocked it out of the park. Oh, he somebody, did. Like, and he's so yeah. uh and you know, you know Brennan, like he's so O C D. Like yeah. I remember talking to him on like when he was trying to figure out paint, like the paint to use. Mm-hmm. And he was just going like I've I started carving. I'm about 25% because now like what you said, intimidate, like I'm intimidated because mm. I'm like, oh, I'm frightened. If I, if I take the, the draw knife to it, I'm going to ruin it. Yeah. And then I got to start all over again. So I got to go, I'm waiting to go up and see the guy again before I take cutting any more out because I'm frightened. I'm going to, but, um, but yeah, Brendan just, he decided he was going to do it, bought some cork, um, you know, spent a lot of time, uh, figuring out how to do it and, and he did it. And, you know, he took those decoys out. Uh, I don't know if he, if he hunted over them at the beginning of the season, but I know he did do a hunt at the end of the season with them. Yeah. And, uh, and he was close to me and I said, why didn't you call me and let me know you were around? I said, I would have come out with you. And he was like, I just wanted me and and the decoys that I carved. And I was like, that's a good, I'm like, that's fair. Yeah. I, I can, no. I can respect that. Definitely. Definitely. No. Yeah. He's a, he's a beauty. Um, oh. Yeah. He's, I, he's one of those guys. I've only hunted with him a handful of times, but like, yeah. I just, he's one of those guys who just like, he just gets it. Um, he just, the things that matter to him on the hunt. Yeah. Are like, the details that matter to other people who just take it really seriously. And I was just like, so you just kind of have that click with him. He's just, and he's a good, solid dude. Easy to chat. Absolutely. With. Funny, I remember, funny guy, so. uh, I remember we went out hunting one time a couple years ago and it was cold, man, like cold, 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 like end December, um, minus 25 cold. And, uh, we launched my boat. Um, my battery was shit. Um, and I had, I had my boat inside the whole night, um, trickle charge on, you know what I mean? Just to make sure everything was going to work, uh, started it up before we left the house. Yeah, it works. Everything's good to go. Get down to the launch. No, she wouldn't turn over no cold cranking amps in the battery. Right. Um, so we, we boost it, um, launch, we boost it, start it, launch, don't even get past the pier and and it dies on us again so anyways we come ashore and uh our buddy jason sears like all right he said uh take damien's boat home i'll go get mine seriously you, you got like a 40 minute drive yeah don't care i'll go get mine bring damien's home Jeez. meet me meet me back here yeah so jason jumped aboard his truck took off to go get his boat 40 minutes away um brennan and i jumped to mine and he looked at me he said man he said you guys, your guys drive to shoot ducks. He said, I love it. I was like, buddy, I said, yeah. that's it. You know, the year's almost over. We got to go now while we can. He said, it's awesome. He said, that's like, it's five o'clock in the morning and he's going to drive for 40 minutes now to pick up his boat to bring it. And I was like, yeah, man, 40 like, minutes back. Yeah, yeah. I'm like, that's, that's just the way it is. He said, oh, he said, I love it. I love your dedication to shooting ducks. Yep. I'm like, yep, that that's it. But uh, yeah, so I just, I seen that sidewinder thing and I, I thought to myself, I was like, man, I gotta, I gotta show this because uh, no, I'm glad you brought it up. I never, never seen it, never heard about it, but I mean, good for those guys. Like it's so, like I said, it's so hard to innovate something that's right now where we're at. So yeah. for them to actually come off something that nobody's really done yet. Good for them. Yeah. Yeah, no, no, absolutely good for them, and uh, not knocking the product, just not something that I would I would use. No, but I'm yeah. I'm sure, uh, I'm sure once they launch it, there's there's going to be mm-hmm. a ton of people that that's going to be interested in it. So, I, um, yeah, so good for them. Well. Anyways, the sidewinder, you heard about it here first. If you haven't heard about it, yeah, yeah, <laughs> uh, and we get no kickbacks on 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 letting you know about that. And but, if we do, uh, I'm not drilling into my decoys. So no, no. Well, yeah, that's another thing. Mm. I'm not. I'm not a big fan of drilling holes in this stuff. 
because uh, I always screw it up the first time. Whenever yeah, I'm drilling a hole, guaranteed, I screw it up the first time. So <laughs> guaranteed. Uh, um, but I did want to talk a little bit about, so this, this, uh, and I think we, I'm not sure if we talked about it before we hit the record button or after we hit the record button, but Maddie Wilson and the boys, the East coast waterfowl mafia or waterfowl lease, uh, whatever name that, that you follow them by, um, but they are going to be launching a new show in 2024 on the sportsman channel called Northeast. I think it's Northeast Untamed. Yeah. Northeast Untamed. Mm-hmm. And, but I'm telling you, I'm pretty excited for this because I think, um, and I'm not an expert on Canadian hunting shows by no means, but I would hazard to bet that this is probably going to be the highest quality one that you're going to see. I think it's going to be up there. Um, those guys are, uh, they do it the right way. They're good, good dudes. Um, I've talked to Maddie a few times now, like very humble guys, mm-hmm. like all the, all the capability and talent in the world. And they're just, they have the like we talked about brandon they have the these guys have the drive they they you know they love the outdoors that they mm-hmm. to the point that they'd love to make it their living as anybody would but yeah. i mean it's that's easier said than done absolutely and you have to i mean i i've i found um their youtube channel years ago mm-hmm. and i just started following them and then eventually i found out like, oh these guys are just like yeah. six hour drive from where i live in new brunswick yeah and uh but yeah like uh, man i I'm, I'm excited to see them i think they have the potential to make something out of it and uh yeah we'll see what happens but they're they're i like i listened to the podcast where uh that you were on there recently and i was yeah. just like they're always thinking two three four steps ahead and i think that's the right mentality to have if you're not if you're just thinking like oh i need to be like the guy i saw yeah on facebook well you're already you're already yeah. behind the yeah, you're already so, behind the eight ball. That's the yeah. thing. Like, like you'll hear, you'll hear fellas say it, right? Um, like what? Um, he's got it made. Like he, he's he's hunting. So like I brought up the fact, like Luke Cramplett from uh, yeah. from Lucky Duck, right? All he does, like all year long, man. Like every time I message that dude, he's like, "I'll get back to you in a little bit. I'm on the road, or I'm doing this, or I'm doing that." And people are looking, they'll be like, man, got it made. Like he works for Lucky Duck. All he does is hunt. Oh, yeah. Sounds awesome. Until you got to pack up and leave your your girlfriend, your wife, your kids, your family. Yeah, yeah. you're eating gas station burritos every morning for fucking breakfast. You know what I mean? Like yeah. it, it wears hard, right? And the fellas that succeed are like the guys like, like, maddie wilson and them that just refuse to quit right like there's no quit in them like and and you're right when you say they're always a couple bounds ahead thinking um and that's why they're being success so successful right like i i would hazard the bet that there are people in that area down around where where wes and 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 julian and matt hunt and guide Mm -hmm. i i would hazard their bet that there's fellows down there that are like oh man like they've locked up all the land and, and, and we can't get out to hunt and, and stuff like that. Well, yeah, they probably did, but that that's because of the hard work that they've put in running the roads, yeah, burning just, the gas. They're just, they're just beating you to the chase. They're not, absolutely. Absolutely. They're not saying like, Hey, Mike Smith's a dickhead. Don't let him hunt here. They're yeah. saying, Hey, can I, can I hunt here tomorrow? Like they're yeah. just, they're just beating you to the punch. Absolutely. And, all you can do to those people like that is just tip your hat. Like mm-hmm. it's, it's, you know. Well, you beat me. Yeah. And, and, Hope you and have a good hunt. And move yeah. on to the next place. Yeah. So. Absolutely. So I I love it. I I I'm a big fan. Um, and I've said it on this show many times. And and this isn't a slag by no means. And I'm not trying to pick a fight. And I'm not trying to put anybody down or anything like that. But uh, in Canada, we have a we have some great waterfowl hunting. Um, 
in certain parts of Canada, right? So you talk about out west, amazing. If you talk yes. about the Great Lakes of Ontario for diver hunting, amazing. You yep. talk about um, your area, Ryan, for, for ducks, amazing. Um, PEI for Canada geese and, and New Brunswick, amazing. Um, we, we've got it. We just don't have, we don't have the population. We don't have the numbers compared to all of our friends that's south of the border. Right. So I think, I think we're often forgotten about as, as a waterfowl destination for the most part, right? Like you get a lot of, you get a lot of Americans that, that come up to Saskatchewan and you know it, Ryan, when, when you guide it for on Garrels, like there's a ton of dudes that come up from the States and there's even more that are, that are freelancing that are coming up to hunt. And, and there's a pile of other outfitters that's out West. So out West, there's a ton of dudes, but um, when it comes to a homegrown talent, so sort of like the, the waterfowl lease guys, or even this podcast, um, I find that we have an uphill battle to start right off the bat, right? Because we're not from the States. If we were from the States, um, I think we get more attention um, and people, you know what I mean? Like, I I don't know if I'm coming across making sense. Um, No, if if you would have told me 10 years ago that there's going to be a waterfowl hunting show on an American network based out of New Brunswick, I would have said you're, yeah, like good point. Snowball's chance in hell. Yeah. And those guys are defying the odds. Like, you know, like uh, Maddie has his whole, uh, I'll call it a career. Mm-hmm. He's like, he's from a province. If you picked any province in Canada, I mean, he's been in the world duck competition twice. Like, yeah. In Stuttgart. Like, he's like beating the odds out of somebody who's just from a province that's not known for waterfowling really mm-hmm. at all. No. Nope. And, he's there's he's one of the best there is around from coast to coast like the best there is um, the best there was and the best there ever will yeah, be when it comes to dog a, uh, dog training yeah oh yeah i haven't even tapped into his what he's really what he's the best at is yeah his dog handling and training ability right like yeah yeah he's a, he's a freak man he just uh he gets it and he's he wears his heart on his sleeve with it and he loves his dogs and everything he does it and, and I remember when we had him on he talked about making that jump when he went from, you know, just part-time dog training to like, this is going to be my income. Yep. This is going to be my business. And it was, it's a leap of faith. And a lot yep. of people had, like you said, like, Oh, it'd be amazing to just do that for yep. the rest of my life. Well, anybody can do it. Yeah. You just have to have the drive and the commitment and the dedication and the knowledge. Absolutely. And once you do that and you can take that leap, you yep. can make it happen. Well, but it's it's easier said than done. Yeah. Well, this just turned into a waterfowl lease um, uh, plug. Plug. Yeah. Well, hey, I, we, I expect. Yeah, we expect we, hunts. <laughs> yeah. we we expect some invites, boys. I don't even yeah. know if they listen to this show. Um, I, I I don't know. Probably not. But <laughs> <laughs> probably not. Probably, probably not. not. No. I, I, uh, Julian doesn't live. Well, he lives in Yarmouth. He's a fisherman. Yeah. So I, yeah, I he's chat a lobster with him once in a while. Yeah, yeah. I chat with him once in a while. So he's a good I'm, dude too. He is a super nice guy. Yeah. Uh, I'm going to try to bug him, see if he wants to come up this way. Yeah, of course. If he's not guiding for them. And then maybe I can get a sea duck out of hunt out of Ooh, him on the other, other side. hunt. That'd be sweet. Yeah. That'd so. be sweet. Um, so, Julie, if you're listening to this, I'm I'm open for offers. <laughs> I'll I'll whore myself out for an eider hunt. Yeah, because he actually I seen a picture. Um, I don't know if it was an old picture or not, but there was a picture uh, the other day, and I think it was Julian, and he was setting up eider nest nesting. I don't want to say their box. I don't want to say their boxes because it's like a triangle. Oh yeah, it's like a almost like a lean to, eh? Like yeah, it's almost like a lean to that they made for the eiders. Yeah. Uh, going I, like like rock like rock islands and stuff. Yeah, like that yeah, right, right so. up on right up on the rocky beaches of the North Atlantic, and they just put, I guess, just to stop anything from flying overhead, like like gulls and stuff like that, right? Being able to swoop yeah. down and, and grab them. Um, yeah, it's different. But it'd be cool though. Um, we don't have them. I never seen eiders back where I'm from. Oh, they're here. Like I've seen lots of them. Like yeah. when I lived like closer to Halifax, we'd see them all the time there. Really? Yeah. Eh? 
Yeah. Now, have you ever not. have you ever shot an eider? I have not, and uh, so I need to. Mm -hmm. So Julian, come on. Let's yeah. Do it. Yeah. Let's do it. But yeah. so, and again, I'm I'm gonna. I'll talk about this and then that's it for Matty Wilson and his fucking crew. Cause he's not that he's got, over. yeah, he's got his 15 minutes of, of, of our podcast here. He but, doesn't need our help anyways. Yeah. He doesn't need our help anyways. But um, remember last year, Sean Stahl came up and hunted with him. Mm -hmm. They filmed the video for RNT, RNT TV. Yeah. Yeah. They done it. They done an episode for RNT TV. Not a big and, deal. Yeah. No big deal. And uh, I can remember. So here's the cool thing about New Brunswick is that geographically, I don't know if there's going to be another place in Canada where you're going to hunt like how those guys hunt. Mm, it's unique for sure, dude. Like they're up on they're up on the side of a not a mountain, but on the side of a hill mm -hmm. with all the geese down below, and they've got to fly up the from the from the river and yeah. fly up this hill to get to their feed right and yep. so you're watching them leave the water and come up this big and it's not a mountain but it's not the rockies but it's it's not a it's not a molehill leader um, coming up a couple hundred feet yeah and uh and i always remember listening listening to that episode and sean Stahl going what are we really hunting here? Like this is, this mm -hmm. is insane. Right. And, and this is, this is a man like Sean Stahl that's hunted everywhere, everywhere. in North in yeah. North America, everywhere. Yeah. Um, well, a little teaser, um, uh, for anybody that's listening, there, there's a whole, there's a whole thing happening out West with some legislation with regards to the outfitters and, and freelancers. And, uh, and for those of you that know Sean Stahl, uh, and his, his exploits around North America. So he spends a lot of time up in Canada. So Sean's going to be coming on here in merch and uh, we're going to have a episode dedicated to that very fact and talking about the, these changes because, um, and this is me. Uh, I'm not super educated on it yet, but I honestly do not see any benefit for the freelancer or the outfitters when it comes to this, but that's me. That's just on the little bit that I've read so far. Um, and people, and this is going to be a polarizing topic. You can be sure. And there's going to be a lot of different opinions on it. So um, that's just, that'll mine. be a good episode. Yeah. Cause like Sean probably makes a third of his living on this side of the border. Yeah. So it'll be interesting to see how that's a, it's going to affect him and B how it's going to affect uh, a lot of guys. Who yeah. probably circle September on their calendar to come on this side of the border to chase birds on well, their buddy, own. Well, like, buddy, I'm like talking to them through emails, like back and forth, and we're talking about this. Like, like he's not pulling this out of his ass. Like the stuff that he's no. talking about. Like he's he's naming like he's naming towns. He was like from from this town to this town. He was like, I've spent the last five years. Uh, in, in between these towns hunting and, and we're the only ones that's around. And like, he's not pulling out of his ass. This is not somebody that's no. just, you know, spewing off for the sake of spewing off. He knows what the fuck he's talking about. Um, so yeah, it's going to be a pretty polarizing topic. And, and I'm sure that um, if the five of us are on with Sean, so making six, I, I'm, I'm willing to bet that it's going to be a 50, 50 split on, on, what we think is or who we think is right because i i think both everybody is going to have a have a difference in opinions mm -hmm. when it comes to this it's it's going to be a, a crazy good show yeah it is um yeah i'm looking forward to that i want to hear his side of the the argument um like i said he spends a lot of time up here in early the early season so it definitely affects somebody like him so want to see his perspective on it and listen to it and uh you know i i work for you know i work for an outfitter so i i can understand kind of their perspectives on it yeah. i know how like freelancers get in the way sometimes and and room you know if not done correctly a lot of guys come up here from the states and think canada you don't need permission you don't need that's mm -hmm. not the case and they just go set up in the field where there's birds and it's not how it works but 
that's not everybody and that's nope. definitely not who sean is by any stretch of the imagination so but i want to you know i have like you i haven't read up on the legislation at all sean's the one who brought it to our attention yeah and uh it's gonna be good man it's gonna be um it's gonna be a hot topic we're just kind of on the forefront of it right now yeah uh, and and the thing is is i think uh like everything in life and and ryan um you've spent a career in the military. I've spent a career in the military where uh, our life has been um, dictated by this, but the 1% of people that make bad decisions affect 99% of the people that are just listening, right? And and paying yeah. attention and doing what's right. So I, I think that's what's, I think that's what the huge problem is. But again, I don't know everything about it. Um, and I, yeah. I promise I'm going to do a bit, a bunch of research before we get Sean on here because uh, I know he's quite passionate about it. And uh, it, I'm it'll curious be... to see where this, what, where this legislation or what this legislation was born from. Was yeah. it from like outfitters complaining? Was it from landowners? Like, yeah. Or is is there something else that we're not thinking yeah. of off top or has why yeah. this is coming into play? Uh, my thing is like. I always I try to always think first about the economic factor of something like this, right? So so if I apply that to the outfitters, well, listen, they're set up, they have a business to run, they have a livelihood, uh, they have employees, they have bills to pay, mortgages, all that stuff, right? So I'm I'm very much uh I'm very much on the side of the outfitters. Initially, initially, when I seen this, I was like, I'm on the side of the outfitters. And then I'm thinking about it and I'm like, well, you know what? The freelance, if you think about the freelancers that come in into an area, the amount of money, so they're not going to an outfitter, but they're still dumping a huge amount of money into the local economy. Uh, however it is they're doing it, if it's the gas station, uh, fueling up, buying their food, getting their beer, um, their snacks, uh, sleeping in a hotel or, or whatever. I, I just, man, I am, and I told Sean this the other day when I wrote him, I said, buddy, I said, I am completely torn. I do not have a side on this right as, as, as I am right now on, on the information that I know right now. I have yeah. no side on it because I really cannot pick a side. It's crazy. No, it's, in, it's good. Yeah, I'm, I'm in the same boat. Um, so I've really, and I, I don't know enough about it to really. Yeah, have I know, buddy. I know. I brought yeah. it up and, and here both of us are here and neither one of us know enough about it to, to really go on a good rant about it. Um, yeah. But, but Sean's fired up on it, so it's, it's gonna Sean be is really passionate about it. And yeah. uh, you know, in the in the podcast world, we call this um, some foreshadowing or climax building. <laughs> um, so yeah. uh, we're just we're just baiting the hook to get you yeah, in for the episode. Like <laughs> we're building like a, up. It's like a UFC coming. You gotta you gotta yeah, subscribe. That's right. yeah. yeah, that's right. That's right. Um, but yeah, man, like we're we're almost about that sixty minute mark now, uh, Ryan. I think so. Um, yeah. you and I have rambled on. That's pretty good. Just the two of us with no real topic. And we rambled for, on for, for almost 60 minutes for a couple of knuckle draggers and mouth breathers. We did. Okay. Mm -hmm. Yep. Not bad. Not two thirty-five like you, Matt and Wes, but <laughs> that was a long podcast, man. I remember, uh, and you and you listen to it, but you've heard Matt say a bunch of times. He's like, every time we end up talking about dogs, and this is what happens: we're we're an hour and a half in, and we're all we're doing yeah. is talking about dogs. And I'm I'm like, I love it, man. I'll talk about. I I can spend every episode talking about dogs. Yeah, yeah. Everyone like Bill Kennedy is down in South Carolina right now, and uh, did he take Lander with him? Or? No, he didn't take Lander with him, but he oh. came back uh last week because his mom had passed away oh, and uh so he just come back to get some stuff squared away for his mom and get all that stuff squared away right and then uh i was like 
I, I messaged him. I was like, you know, I, I'm really thinking about sending Lander back down with you, right? Like it's winter time. I'm not getting her out to train um, as much as she would like to. Um, and he's like, you know what, man? He said, I don't think she needs it. And I was like, really? He said, well, no, he said, you you don't do trials. He was like, if you, if, if Lander was doing like field trials, then yeah, 100%. He said, but you just want her to hunt and do some hunt tests. He said, when we start training in April, he said, you're more than, you got more than enough time to be ready for the upcoming season and, and a couple hunt tests that you want to do. Right. And I'm like, yeah, I get that. And he was like, you're not, if you were doing field trials and, and you were, and you know, she's running, you know, four or five field trials a summer. Well then yeah. Mm-hmm send her down and, and cause we need to, she needs the time. Right. But, uh, so anyways, Lander could thank uh, could thank bill that because as much as she would love to go down and train every day, um, yeah. uh, I am certain that there's some anxiety there with being away from me. So, and I can't go down there. I, I'd love to go down and train dogs all day long, but I get about eight, 10 days down there away from, away from home and then i'm like i'm going home i've had enough yeah. of being away from home um i'm going home and i'm taking my dog so uh yep. be- <laughs> but you know that's me anyways buddy great show um thanks for coming on i know i know you are an extremely extremely busy man um you've got a young family uh, you've got so much on the go, buddy. And, and I really do appreciate it when you do make the time and, and you can come on. Um, I love having you on and I love being able to pick your brain and, and for a Habs fan, you're not so bad. You're way better than Vitch and, and you're way oh, better you, than, and you're you way know. better than Philly too. I know Philly, oh. Philly, but I'm saying this now because I know Philly, li- Philly listens to every episode that he I know. Yeah, he don't miss it. Member. He is a dedicated no. member, so I know. Uh, but yeah, buddy, thanks so much for coming on. It was it was great, and uh, I'll give last words to you. Yeah, man, it's always always good to like shoot the shit and talk about what we love to do. And uh, man, it's I'm looking forward to this year. I got a lot more, a little bit more free time, man. So I'll definitely be more consistent. And uh, yeah, it's awesome, man. Like I well, look forward to it every week. We're, do, we're doing this hunt next year, man. And, and if I can plan it out, right. If I can plan it the way that I want to plan it, the tail end of the hunt will end up in Nova Scotia. Cause if, mm-hmm. if everything goes right, I'm expecting Merck to fly into like say Ottawa or Toronto, I'll pick him yeah. up and we'll drive, we'll do the hunt. And then we'll end up in Nova Scotia where I can drop him off. Right. And yeah. he doesn't have to fly back. Um, so just a one-way ticket i'll drop them off in nova scotia we'll do our final hunt in nova scotia which you know in november early december time frame when when those black ducks Convenient. are just mm-hmm, when those black ducks are just ripe for the picking um I'll have something lined up oh yeah i know you will um yeah again buddy thanks so much for coming on it, it was a great show at least i think so and i'm a little biased but i think every show is awesome um yeah with that, ladies and gentlemen, this is the Union 0430. Uh, it's only two of us tonight, but as always, we'll never pretend to be experts. We are who we are, just a bunch of friends that love one another's company, love talking duck hunting. Surround yourself with good people, big love, and talk to you next time.